I'm going to continue my uh, the word that I feel like I need to share with you. I started last Sunday on a word called um, the shift, deliverance to dominion. And I started that last Sunday morning, and then I spoke about that last Sunday night. And then this morning I did part three, and tonight I will do part four. So the shift from deliverance to dominion. And basically what I have done is I have looked at the Old Testament story of the children of Israel. And I have used them as a backdrop of this sermon series. And uh, I have looked at uh, some life principles that we could use in our life concerning the story of the children of Israel. And I think that you would agree that when you look at the children of Israel and the story uh, in the Old Testament concerning them, you can really see your own life in that. And um, uh, there, 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 there was a lot of cycles going on. Uh, they, they would fall into sin, then they would fall into uh, oppression, and then they would cry out to the Lord, and then there would be a great revival or an awakening. And then it was just kind of like a cycle. And I think that we see that nowadays. But I believe that not only can you be delivered, but I believe that you can stay delivered. That you can not only, you know, we pray for a breakthrough, but I believe that you can have a stay through. Say that with me, a stay through. You know, it's one thing to experience a breakthrough, but it's another thing to experience a stay through. So I believe that the same grace that delivers us is the same grace that could sustain us to stay free. And, uh, and so uh, I believe that God's power is not only available to deliver us, but to sustain us. And I use the children of Israel as a backdrop. And I said that there are many things that you can learn from the story. Because I believe that one of the things that happened with the children of Israel is that they failed to shift their mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. When they were in Egypt, they were oppressed by Pharaoh. And uh, of course, you know, they lived in Egypt for 400 and some years under oppression. And uh, you, you read in Exodus chapter number one that the children of Israel begin to grow and begin to multiply. And I, the scripture says that they begin to grow and multiply so much that the midwives, uh, you know, couldn't even, you know, they, in other words, they couldn't even catch the babies. They were coming so fast. I mean, they were growing and multiplying and so much that a Pharaoh uh, who rose to power, who knew not know, who knew not Joseph was afraid that these people were going to overtake his kingdom. And so in Egypt, the children of Israel grew. They multiplied, even though they were in bondage. And uh, when they left the land of Egypt, they not only left as a family, but they left as an army. And so under Joshua's leadership, you'll read in the Old Testament, Joshua was raised up. He was, he was mentored by Moses. And um, under Joshua's leadership, the concern was not growing in number, I think that the concern was taking new territory and taking new dominion. And so uh, the children of Israel uh, began to take new territory and new dominion. They, Some of them shifted from just a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. They were delivered from Egypt, but now they had to progress in their relationship with God, and they had to start taking dominion of the new territory that was in front of them. And I believe that this spiritually speaks of our lives. God has delivered us from Egypt. He's delivered us from Pharaoh. But there comes a time in our progression with God that we begin to take dominion over the things in our life that God has told us to take dominion over. 
You know, sometimes I realize, and I, I see this in scripture and I see this in life experience, that God will not always deliver you from everything. He will not always deliver you from everything, but he will give you the power to sus be sustained. He will give you the power to sustain whatever is in front of you. God will give you the power to have dominion over the things in your life. And so shifting our mindset from deliverance to dominion. Now I'm not going to do a whole much, uh, a whole lot review, but I do want to say a few things that I said this morning is that if we're going to shift our mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, I said this morning in part three that you have to realize that battles are not bad, bondages are. So you got to change your mindset and perspective about how you see the battle. Battles are not bad, bondages are. You see, they were in the, with the children of Israel lived in bondage. And bondages are bad because bondages produce burdens, but battles produce breakthroughs. I want to say that again. Bondages produce burdens, but battles produce breakthroughs. You see, battles are not bad, bondages are. I want you to say that with me. I want that to resonate in your spirit. That battles are not bad, bondages are. And see, folks, listen, if we don't shift our mindset from just God deliver me, deliver me, deliver me all the time, if you don't shift that mindset to a dominion mindset, then you're going to have a wrong perspective about battles. And you're going to think that battles are bad all the time. And, and listen, uh, my friends, battles are not bad all the time. Battles are for breakthroughs. Bondages are for burdens. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were afflicted with bondages, and as a result, they were burdened down. But God delivered them from Egypt. He delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh. And then under Joshua's leadership, they went into the promised land. And God said to Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, every place that you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. In other words, I want you to have dominion over this new territory. I know that there's Philistines. I know there's the Amorites and the Hittites and all the ites. Even though they're living in the land, I have given you dominion over it. I want you to fight. I want you to gain new territory. I want you to progress. You've got to struggle, but that's okay to struggle. There's nothing wrong in struggle. I said this, and I'm going to say it again because I think it's true. There's two types of struggle. There's the struggle of a slave and a struggle of a soldier. The struggle of a slave is that they struggle in their bondage. But the struggle of a soldier is that they struggle to achieve. So there's nothing wrong with struggle as long as you know what you're struggling for and what you're struggling in. And so the children of Israel struggled in bondage. That's bad. But God delivered them. God brought them out. And under Joshua's leadership, they progressed into the promised land. And God said, I want you to take territory of this new land that I've given you. But you see, they had to shift their mindset from a slave to a soldier. And a soldier's mindset has a different perspective about battles. The battle is not bad. Bondages are. When they were in Egypt, they were in bondage. They were afflicted with burdens because bondages produce burdens. That's bad. But God delivered them. And God brought them out. And under Joshua's leadership, they were to possess new territory, to possess new land. And as a result of that, God is saying, listen, even though you've got to engage in a battle, even though you've got to engage in a struggle, it's not bad. 
battles are not bad. And the reason that battles are not bad is because battles produce breakthroughs. Bondages produce burdens, but battles produce breakthroughs. It doesn't matter if you're struggling. It just, it just means uh, what type of struggle you're engaged in. You're either struggling as a slave or you're struggling as a soldier. You've got to get that in your spirit. And so number one, I want to reiterate this, that battles are not bad, bondages are. A slave mentality is a mentality that looks for the problem. But a soldier mentality is a person who looks for the promise. A slave mentality is a person who looks at the problem, while a soldier mentality is a person who looks for the promise. So are you looking at the problem? Or are you looking at the promise? If you're engaged in a slave mentality, then you will look at the battle. The battle will remind you of the burden or the bondage. If you have a slave mentality, you will look at the battle that's in front of you and it will remind you of the burdens and the bondages of the past. But if you shift your mindset to a dominion mindset, then the battle doesn't remind you of bondages and burdens. The battle reminds you of a promise of a breakthrough that's ahead of you. Oh, hallelujah. I'm about to shout up in my office. Somebody say amen. So the battle are for breakthroughs while the 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 bondage is for uh, burdens all right and so so i don't want you to revert back to a slave mentality because a slave mentality is a is a mentality that sees the problem in front of them while a soldier mentality is a mentality that you see the promise you remember the children of israel when you know uh they sent out some spies joshua sent out some spies and they came back and and two of the spies had a positive report while the other 10 had a negative report because that's the difference between a slave mentality and a soldier mentality. Some of them had a negative report because they had a slave mentality. They were brought out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. I mean, they, they were pessimistic about the future. They, they, they saw the giants in the land. They were terrified. They, they said that we are just like grasshoppers in their sight. That is a slave mentality. They saw the problem. But there was a man by the name of, of Caleb. You know, Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, they looked beyond that. And they, they saw something that was uh, they saw something that was beyond the problem. They saw a promise. They said that we're more than able to take the land. Because they saw a promise. They realized that battles are for breakthroughs and bondages are for burdens. Amen and amen. What I want you to see is that number one, battles are not bad, bondages are. You listen, and I've, I've learned one thing, and I said that this morning, is that slaves sometimes, some, if you have a slave mindset, you're going to be scared of the battle. A slave mindset is a person who is scared of the battle because it reminds them of the bondages before. It reminds them uh, of, the, uh, of, uh, of the, uh, the bondage and, and, and burdens of before. But a person who has a dominion mindset looks at the battle and realizes that there's a promise behind that battle, and that promise is breakthrough, that he has given you dominion to take new territory in your life. And I'm asking you, Christ Point, in this time of crisis, what are some things in your life that you need to take dominion over? You see, I'm just not talking about the children of Israel. 
I'm using this as a life application to your life. What are some things in your life that you need to take dominion over? Do you know this is a perfect opportunity to write a book? This is a perfect opportunity to to eat more healthy <laughs> and you know it's very hard because we're quarantined but this is a perfect opportunity to discipline yourself this is a perfect opportunity to read more books this is a more opportunity to read through the Bible this is a more opportunity to realign your life this is a perfect opportunity right where you're at to readjust your thinking to readjust your life what are some things in your life that you need to take territory over? What are some things in your life that you need to take dominion over? This is a perfect opportunity to do that. And if you're going to take dominion over certain areas of your life, the very first thing you have to do is change your mindset. You've got to change your mindset and begin to look at the problems as promises. You've got to look at battles as a good thing. Bondages are bad, but battles are not bad. You got to look at the battle as a breakthrough that's ahead of you. Bondages means burdens, but battles means breakthrough. You got to change your thinking and realize that just because there are things that are ahead of you that's uncertain, there are things that's ahead of you that you don't understand, that's okay. Because we know that God is with us and that God is for us and that every place that we touch and every place that we put our foot, God's going to give it to us. This is an opportunity for us to arise and be the church that God has called us to be. We're not a defeated church. We're just not barely making it. We're not going to die. As a matter of fact, the Spirit of God is, is upon us and leading us and guiding us and directing us and empowering us to be the church that God has called us to be. Battles are not bad. Bondages are. Amen. Battles are meant for breakthroughs. Bondages are meant for burdens, and you're called more than just to be burdened in life and to be in bondages. You're called to walk in dominion. You're called to shift your mindset to see the problem as a promise. Amen. You're not a slave. Amen. That's why. And the reason that I'm encouraging you to shift your mindset is because it's so easy in this pandemic. It's so easy in this crisis to think like a slave. Listen, if you're going to go to the palace, you can't talk like a peasant, all right? And, and listen, faith doesn't deny reality. You know, there are some people that will say, you know, it doesn't, you, you need to deny reality. I am by no means denying reality. There are hard times, obviously. There are people who are sick. There are things that's going on that we don't understand. I'm not telling you to deny reality. I'm telling you to look at the reality, understand that it's before us but also understand that we can speak truth into the reality. We, we have the Word of God with us. We, we got the Spirit of God living inside of us. You're either a tomb or a temple. You see, a tomb looks good on the outside, but on the inside it's dead. But a temple looks good on the outside, but what's on the inside is greater than what's on the outside. You see, the temple and the tomb, the temple and the tomb both look good on the outside. One of them has dead things on the inside, and the other thing has something living on the inside. And I'm telling you that it may look bleak on the outside, but on the inside of us, there is the Spirit of God that is residing on the inside of us. Greater is He that's in us than He that is in the world. Amen. So battles are not bad. Uh, bondages are. Amen. And so, um, number two, I want you to see that Joshua had a vision. Joshua had a vision. You know, the Bible says that God said to Joshua chapter, Joshua chapter one, verse three, that every place you put your foot, 
Joshua, be strong and be courageous because every place you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. Because Joshua had to have a vision. He had to have a vision. Listen, if he looked at reality, he would be discouraged because in front of him was the Philistines, the Hittites, and all the ites. If he would have looked at reality, he would have become discouraged. Listen, it's easy to become discouraged. It's easy for us to say it's not worth it. It's easy if you look at reality. We're not to deny reality. That's what's in front of us. But I am asking you, let's have a vision beyond what we see. A man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. A man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. Joshua had more than just reality. He saw beyond the reality and saw the promise. What was the promise? The promise that God gave to his forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he was going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. Sometimes you got to look at your reality and you got to remember the promise that God gave you. You see, Joshua had to remember that even though when he looked at his reality, his reality was discouraging because in the new territory was the enemy was the Philistines. It was all the ites. That's discouraging. But Joshua had to be reminded of the vision that God gave his forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, of a land flown with milk and honey. And he had to, every step he took in that new territory, he was reminded of the vision that God gave his forefathers. And I'm telling you, Christ's point, we got to look beyond what we see right now. And we got to grab hold of a vision of what God wants to do in us and through us. And as a church, I'm telling you, we're going to meet again. We're going to come back and we're going to meet again. I don't know when we're going to meet in person again, but we're going to meet again. Eventually, we'll get back together again. And God is going to fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for your life, for your family, and for his church. You see, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. His church is strong. His church is mighty because it's built upon not a person. It's not built upon a program. It's not built upon some kind of a man. It's built upon Jesus the Christ. It's built upon the word of God and nothing by any means shall prevail against the church. You see, a man without a vision will be a slave to his reality. I want you to think big. I want you to dream big. I'm anticipating God to do mighty things in your life. I'm anticipating testimonies of you coming back to me saying, man, pastor, I took, I realigned my thinking. I begin to read new books. I begin to read the Bible through. I begin to develop my prayer life. I begin to fast more. Listen, this is the opportunity to readjust your life. This is an opportunity for you to grow. If you're not intentionally going forward, you're unintentionally going back. This is an opportunity right now for us to readjust our life, for us to grow, for us to expand, for us to do what God wants us to do. Listen, I want you to aim for the impossible. If you aim at impossible, you'll get the maximum. If you aim at impossible, you'll get the maximum. If you aim at maximum, you'll get the minimum. If you aim at the minimum, you'll get nothing. So let's dream big, folks. Let's dream big, folks. Let's dream big. Now, what I want to tell you tonight, I know I review a lot, but you know why I review a lot? Because we're distracted a lot, aren't we? 
I mean, we get distracted a lot. I'm a teacher at core, and I realize that teaching, you got to build up on repetition. So you may hear it seven times. I remember reading a leadership book, and it said you got to hear something seven times before you get it. I know you're smart. I know you're scholars. I know you love the Word, but I like to get it in you. I like for you to think about it next tomorrow and the next day. I don't want this to get out of your spirit and your soul. Let it get inside of you. Faith is built when feelings fail. Let faith be built up in your life. Amen. So uh, when when you what I, what I want to talk about tonight for a few moments is still the children of Israel. They're possessing the new land. They're going forth and they're possessing the new land. And I want to say this because I think it's important. If you're going to if you're going to possess and you're going to have dominion in the areas that God wants you to have dominion in, you need to start seeing yourself right in the fight. And I'm going to say that again. You need to see yourself right in the fight. If you don't see yourself right in the fight, you're going to fail. If you go into the fight as a slave, you're going to fail. You got to go into the fight as a soldier. You got to see yourself right in the fight. Say that with me. I got to see myself right in the fight. I got to see myself right in the fight. If listen, if you don't see yourself right in the fight, you're going to stay in the cycle. You're going to stay in the cycle if you don't start to see yourself right in the fight. I got to see, you know, I want you to wake up in the morning and say, I see myself right in the fight. I see myself right in the fight. How do you got to see yourself? You got to see yourself the way that God sees you. You got to change your mindset and see it the way that God sees you. You got to see yourself right in the fight. Can I hear an amen? I got to see myself right in the fight. And you know what? Another thing. Oh, I'm so excited. And sometimes I feel like that I have so much to say. I don't know when to stop. But, you know, I guess you have the opportunity to click the off button at any time you want to. But hopefully you're listening. Not only you got to see yourself right in the fight, but I also understand that a soldier mentality, somebody that's possessing the land, somebody that's having dominion, they are visionary people and they see beyond the walls. They see beyond the walls. You remember the walls of Jericho? That, that that was the first city that they were they came up against when they started taking dominion, when they started taking territory. That was the first city that they came to was Jericho. And they got a, they had to see beyond the walls. They had to see new territory beyond the walls. Because if they didn't see beyond the walls, they would have been stuck. And I'm saying, church, see beyond the walls. See beyond the walls. They were visionary people. See beyond the walls. And, and, and if you don't see beyond the walls, you can kind of get stuck. And isn't amazing that the first city that they came to, it was shut up. They had walls, the walls of Jericho. And, and you know what? One of the things I love about that story is that the walls never destroyed them. It never destroyed them. If the walls fell forward, it would have destroyed all those it would destroy the children of Israel. They were marching around the walls. If the walls fell forward, it would destroy them. But nowhere in the text do we find that the walls ever destroyed the children of Israel. Because when you begin to take territory, when you begin to change your mindset, and you begin to see problems as promises, when you begin to see battles as breakthroughs, battles are not bad, bondages are. 
Bondages produce burdens, but battles produce breakthroughs. When you begin to be and fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit and you begin to take dominion, guess what? The walls that are in front of you will not destroy you. As a matter of fact, the walls will propel you to a new dimension. Your perception is either your passport or your prison. How do you see the wall in front of you? Is it a launching pad or is it going to restrict you in the Lord? You got to change your mindset. You got to start viewing battles as breakthroughs. You got to view the battle as a breakthrough. Amen. And, and so you got to see yourself right in the fight because if you don't see yourself right in the fight, it's not going to work. One of the things that I want to see about the children of Israel that I think is really, really interesting is that the destruction of Jericho was one of the first cities that they came to. And there is so much to the story that I could bring out, but one of the, just a very few things. If you're taking notes, I want you to take notes, but there are a few things that I think is so very important is that number one, if you're going to shift your mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, number one, there are some perspectives that you got to have in life. There are some perspectives that you have to have right in life. And that is number one, you got to show up. Say that with me. I got to show up. Now, where do I get that at? Well, if you go to Gen uh, excuse me, Joshua chapter 6, uh, about the story of Jericho, you know, one of the very first things that you will see is that God says, I want you to march around this wall X amount of times. You know, they marched around more than seven times. I think they marched around 12, 13 times because I think they had to march around one day for so many days. And then on the seventh day, they had to march around seven times. So they marched around the wall quite a bit. And the very first thing that God tells Joshua is, I want you to tell these people that they need to show up. They need to show up. So these people had to show up to march. And if you're going to change your mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset, you got to show up. That means you got to show up to Bible reading. You got to show up. You got to show up and show up mentally. Sometimes we can be with someone and not be there. You know what I'm talking about? You need to show up. Sometimes we can be praying and not be, be there. You need to show up. These people had to show up to the battle. They had to be there in the battle. You see, sometimes if we don't show up, it ain't going to work. Show up. You know, why do you need to show up? Well, just imagine the enemy, Jer the Jericho, can you imagine the the soldiers are on top of the wall and they're marching around the wall and they're looking down and they see a bunch of Hebrews marching around the walls every day. Every day, the Hebrew people are marching around the walls. And Jericho is on top of the wall looking over, watching all these people march around the walls. You see, you've got to show and let the devil know that he doesn't have the last word. You got to show up and let the enemy know that he doesn't have the last word. These people had to show up, even though God didn't say, I want you to take your weaponry. I want you to do, I, I just, all I want you to do is show up. And that's exactly what they did. They showed up. It's what I call the ministry of presence. The ministry of presence. You got to show up. You got to show up. And you know what else God told him? And you can read about this. I don't, you know, you can go to Joshua chapter six and you can read about it. But you know what Joshua said to the people? Not only do I want you to show up, but I want you to show up and I want you to shut up. <laughs> I want you to show up. I want you to shut up. In matter, if you read, read the text, he said, I want you to march around these walls and I want you to be quiet. Shut up. I don't want you to say a word. Just march around the walls. Can you imagine how ridiculous that was? The enemy is looking down from the wall, seeing a bunch of Hebrew people every day 
marching around the walls. And not only were they marching around the walls, but they were marching around the walls quiet. Not only do you got to show up, sometimes you just got to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes we hurt ourselves in the battle because we say too much. Just let God defend you. Let God defend you. Listen, the biggest problem in life is sometimes is our mouth. You know, it's not what they were saying that mattered. It's what they were saying with their bodies that mattered. They were saying as they marched that God was with us. We don't have to defend ourselves. We don't need to say anything. So not only did the people have to show up, not only did they have to shut up, they had to shut their mouths. They had to keep quiet. It was the ministry of silence. So you have the ministry of presence and you have the ministry of silence. But not only do you see that, you have the discipline of perseverance. They had to march every day being quiet around the walls. Every day. Read this story in Joshua chapter 6. Every day they had to march around the walls and they had to be quiet. They had to persevere. Every day the parents had to get their children up. Every day they had to march. Every day they had to get dressed. Every day they had to go around the walls of Jericho and march, not knowing when the walls would fall. They had the discipline of perseverance. And folks, if we're going to change our mindset from a mindset of deliverance to dominion, you've got to show up. You've got to sometimes just be quiet. And sometimes you've got to have the discipline of perseverance. Sometimes you've got to keep on doing what's right even when it doesn't feel right. Sometimes you got to keep pressing forward, even when it doesn't feel like you should press forward. Sometimes you got to keep doing right, even when you don't feel like it. And so they kept on. They had to get up. They had to get dressed. They had to march around the walls until Joshua said, on the seventh day, when you march around the wall seven times on the seventh day, then I want you to shout. And the Bible says, and they shouted, and the walls came tumbling down. And the walls, which represented obstacles, did not affect them, did not destroy them. Do you know why? Because they were obedient. They were obedient to show up. They were obedient to keep their mouth shut. They were obedient to persevere in the discipline of perseverance. And then when they shouted, it listened. It wasn't the shout that brought the walls down. And I want to, I want this to get in your spirit. I want this to ring in your spirit. It wasn't the shout that brought the walls down. It was their obedience for the seven days of walking around the walls, seven days of them being quiet, and seven days of them persevering. That is what brought the walls down, not them shouting. We got a whole lot of people shouting in church, and they're still engaging and fighting against the walls of their life. No, 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 no. You cannot, you cannot rebuke walls. You cannot demand walls to come down. Walls only come down when you walk a life of obedience. Obedience caused the walls to come down. And when they participated in obedience, the walls came down. Not their shout. The shout didn't produce the destruction of the walls. It was their obedience that produced the destruction of the walls. I'm telling you folks, if we walk in obedience, if we live a life that's consecrated, listen, there has to be consecration before conquering. There has to be consecration before conquering. If you will consecrate yourself in obedience, those walls will come down. Amen. Amen. I pray tonight
that you will shift from a mindset of deliverance to dominion. He has empowered you. He is with you. He is guiding you. He has directed you. There must be consecration before conquering. Amen and amen. So let's just review tonight. Battles are not bad. Bondages are. A slave mentality is a mentality that looks for the problem, while a soldier mentality is someone who looks for the promise. Slaves are afraid of the battle because battles remind them of bondages. But a soldier looks at a battle because they see a breakthrough. Battles means breakthroughs. Bondages means burdens. And there's a great difference. You gotta change your perspective because the first city that they came to when they were taken dominion of the land, the very first city that they took was Jericho. And Jericho had walls. It was walls that surrounded the city. The matter of fact, the Bible says, chapter, chapter 6, verse 1, Joshua 6, 1, that the city was shut up with walls. Nobody could get in and nobody could get out. But you see, these people, some of these people changed their mindset from a deliverance mindset to a dominion mindset. They didn't pray, God, will you cause these walls to come down? No, 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 God says, I've given the city to you. I've given you dominion. And the way you're going to get this city is walk in obedience. That's how you're going to get the city. In other words, how do I have territory in my life? How do I gain territory in my life, pastor? What do you mean about gaining territory and taking territory in my life. It's called obedience. Being obedient. Every step of obedience means another step of territory in your life. So what did they do? God says, Joshua says, I want you to show up. So these people had to show up every day and march around the walls, even when they didn't feel like it. Even when the enemy, the soldiers, I'm sure, was on, on top of the wall. And can you imagine the soldiers looking down, looking at all these people marching around the walls every day? They had to show up even when the enemy was making fun of them. They had to show up. The very first thing you've got to do is the ministry of presence. You just got to show up. You got to show up to Bible reading. You got to show up to prayer. You got to show up to your family. You got to show, just show up. That's the first thing. That's the first step to revival. That's the first step to discipline is just showing up. Number two, you got to watch your mouth. Sh shut up. Show up. Shut up. You got to watch your mouth. Joshua said, I want you to march around these walls for six days. When, for seven days, I want you to march around these walls. I want you to keep your mouth shut. Don't even say a word. Because sometimes in a battle, we want to defend ourselves. And God says, no, no, I am your defender. I'm, don't, you don't need to open your mouth. Sometimes we cause our own rainstorm. We cause our own dilemmas by what we say. Just learn to be quiet. Let God do it. Number three is the discipline of perseverance. They had to keep doing it every day when they didn't feel like it. And you know what brought the walls down? It was their obedience. It wasn't their shout. It was their obedience. Yes, they shouted on the seventh day. After they marched around seven times, they shouted. But it was the obedience that brought the walls down. A life of consecutive obedience. A life of consistent obedience brings a sudden breakthrough. A life 
of consistent obedience brings a sudden breakthrough. A life of consistent obedience brings a sudden breakthrough. The children of Israel had to march seven days. Every day they had to march, and on the seventh day they had to march seven times. They were consistent in their obedience. And as a result of them being consistent in their obedience, there was a sudden breakthrough. I'm telling you, you may feel exhausted and tired. I'm not getting anything out of my Bible reading. I'm not getting anything out of my prayer life. I'm not getting anything out of it. But be consistent in your obedience because there's going to be a breakthrough. Battles are meant for breakthroughs. Burdens. Bondages means burdens. Bondages means burdens. Battles means breakthroughs. Slaves see the problem, but soldiers see the promise. A slave mentality will see the problem, but a soldier will see the promise. Battles are not bad. Bondages are. Battles are meant for breakthroughs. Bondages are meant for burdens. You have been empowered. You've got to see yourself right in the fight. Because if you don't see yourself right in the fight, you're going to revert back to Egypt. You're going to fail. Amen.